This is Navy Brackman with the Wisdom for Business and Life podcast. This is episode three of the second season of the Wisdom for Business and Life podcast. In this podcast, I talk about ideas and wisdom that feed into successful business practices and life practices. And I'm very glad that you've joined me today. Sometimes I interview people, but today, again, I am going to go solo. And I want to talk about the book called Spare. Spare is the autobiography of Prince Harry, the Duke of Sussex. And I read the book cover to cover, and I want to talk about it. First of all, I want to talk about why I read the book, what caused me to read the book, and what I learned from it, and what maybe everyone else can learn from it as well, and ideas that we can take to our own life. I think it's a remarkable book. And first, let me start off talking about why I read the book. Well, I am British. I was brought up in London, England, for those who are not British, that we really live with the royal family in England. One of my earliest memories is the wedding of Prince Charles, now King Charles III, and Princess Diana. Because we had the day off from school and it was really a national holiday and we all went to my grandmother's house and we watched the wedding that was in july 1981 i was literally three years old but i remember even to the age of three the wedding of prince charles and lady diana we all went to my grandparents home and we all watched the wedding it was a festive event in England. Not only that, every time Prince Charles had a baby, the, his two children, it was another festive event in England. Every time anything happened with the royal family, it was strewn over the front pages. All the scandals of Prince Charles and his affairs with Camilla Parker Bowles and, oh, and now the Queen Consort Camilla. In addition to all the scandals that took place in Prince Charles's life, the divorce, the paparazzi, the death of Diana, etc., etc., blow by blow by blow, we as Brits followed it and read about it and were fed it. The British people really are very, very deeply uh, related to, in many ways, the royal family because we live with them. So having lived all of this, it was really interesting for me to then read about it from the perspective of one of the main players. And I think, you know, lots of people have read about the royal family, and this was the interest for a lot of people in this book, because you're actually getting, in a sense, a first-person account of all these stories, or a lot of the stories that you read as they happened, and, uh, and, and now going through them again from the perspective of someone who actually lived it. So as a Brit, growing up in England, um, now living in the United States and moved here as Prince Harry has. Um, it just was very curious to read uh, the book from Prince Harry's perspective. But I also knew that this book was very a very unique account of an incredibly unique life. You know, Prince Harry has lived a life, a singular life in many ways that no one else on the planet has ever lived. I mean, being brought up as the son of the future King of England uh, and, and in the opulence and the pomp and ceremony of the royal family is is a very very unique uh, upbringing, which none of us mere mortals get to experience. And reading about that first person account is very very interesting. But 
the, the book itself tells a story which is very uh, special. And I want to go into what I think are the five stories that this book tells and what we can learn from it. So first of all, this book is a story of grief. Prince Harry lost his mother, uh, Princess Diana, at the age of 12. And no one should have to lose their mother at such a young age. And he uh, lost his mother in a tremendously tragic circumstance. And, you know, that uh, car accident that took place in Paris and uh, being woken up by his uh, father um, in the morning and basically being told that his mother had been killed in a car accident. And then the grief that follows. And so it's a story of loss. It's a story of a, a young child who loses a parent and then how he deals with that and the grief that results. So it's a story of loss and grief. Um, that's a major feature of the book, that part of the story. But it's also a story of a relationship between a father and a son under trying circumstances. You've got uh, uh, Prince Harry's relationship with uh, Prince Charles, now King Charles. And um, Charles ended up being a single dad to his sons. And it was not a normal father-son relationship because this is the future King of England with his son. And uh, there's protocol which goes along with it. And um, it's a story of how protocol and how fame and how uh, responsibility, national responsibility, and, and all of the above plays into a relationship between a father and a son, and how it can distort a relationship between a father and a son. Furthermore, this book uh, contains a story about the relationship between two brothers, Prince William and Prince Harry, but not just any two brothers, but one brother who is the heir to the throne, and the other one who is, as Prince Harry says, is the spare. And there's always sibling rivalry between brothers. That's just normal. But here you have sibling rivalry on steroids because you have someone who is, by definition, going to be more successful because he's going to be the future king, and there can only be one king, not two kings. And the other one, which is, by definition, going to be always playing second fiddle, which is Prince Harry. So that uh, rivalry always plays out between um, these two brothers. So it's a story, again, of sibling rivalry. That's number three. And number four, it's a story of fame and the impact of fame. Relationship between an individual and the public, an individual, a famous individual, and the press, and through the, through, you know, through the press, the public... And the inordinate appetite that the public have for uh, stories about people's lives, whether they are uh, true or not true, people are just constantly interested in these people's lives to the degree that it sells papers. And if they don't have a story to write, they will make up a story. Um, and uh, if, if it's only a small, tiny little thing, they will write about it because there's an inordinate interest of the public into these people's lives. But that has a flip side as the store, the book uh, explains because there are real people here. Prince Harry is a real person. And having these stories written about him in the press, and the press loves a good story, whether good or bad, and they love stories if there's a little bit of, you know, Prince Harry, as he explains, always was known as the naughty one, the cheeky one, and you know, the one who took drugs, and the one who had issues, and the 
press loved to write stories about that, but that had real human cost on Prince Harry. You know, this was a person who he explains he 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 suffered true anxiety because of what the press did to him. On top of the fact that he lost his mother, there was really no mercy there. And then when he got married, they tormented um, Meghan, uh, uh, the Duchess of Sussex, um, and to the degree where she actually came to a time when she wanted to commit suicide because it was just too much for her, all this negative press attention. So this is a story of fame. And a lot of people think that fame is, is good. People want fame. People seek fame. They crave fame. But the reality is that there's two sides to fame. And fame can have a very, very negative impact on people's lives as well. And this is an extreme story of that. And then finally, number five, this is a story about the relationship between an individual and an institution. An individual born into an institution where uh, there are rules, there are regulations, there are there's protocol, there's a hierarchy, and there are things that people uh, in the institution need to follow, and there are expectations for the people who live within this institution. The monarchy, the palace, this is an institution, and people within the institution are expected to follow in line with what the monarch says and with the institution. At one point in the book, uh, Prince Charles, uh, or now King Charles, tells Prince Harry that if you do so and such, you will be disobeying myself and the monarch. You know, and that could be the worst thing you could possibly do is disobey the monarch herself or himself. So there's an expectation that you will toe the line, you will fall in place, and you will live a life of that which is expected with it to, uh, for you by the institution and by the head of the institution, the monarch. And Prince Harry didn't kowtow to that. Prince Harry actually said, you know what, actually I do not want to do that. Um, there's a saying, uh, a, a Jewish saying, which says, um, I, you might tell a bee, which is coming around and might sting you, you might say to it, uh, I, uh, I prefer neither your honey, neither your sting, you know? Um, and Prince Harry kind of said that, you know, I don't really want the honey, neither do I want your sting. And if what comes together with being part of this institution means that I have to uh, be abused by the, by, uh, by the media and have the palace and my brother and his people and my father and his people and my stepmother and her people uh, tell uh, the press and feed the press stories about me which are negative and, and then have to read those and be subjugated to that then uh, no thank you and he left the whole institution behind and, uh, and this is the result is this book and him living in the united states but this is a story in my view of tremendous bravery of a person basically saying i am going to uh, chart my own course in life i'm despite what is expected of me, I'm going to marry the person I want to marry. I'm going to live the life I want to live, not live the life which is expected of me by this institution. And him, uh, Prince Harry, um, doing uh, whatever it took to move away from that institution, move all the way to Canada and the United States and set up a brand new life for himself. Now, think about it. Right. This is a person who was brought up in the most privileged family in the world. He was 
the grandson of the Queen of England. And he gave all that up in order to live a much more authentic life, one which he didn't have to sell his soul to the press and to the expectations of others every single day. So it's a story of a person living with an institute, with being brought up in an institution and with certain expectations that that institution and others had of him and him bucking those expectations and having the courage to live a life which is much more authentic to him. So those are five aspects in summary of five stories which I see inside this book. And the theme is uh, loss and grieving of a young child, relationship between a father and a son, relationship between two brothers, sibling rivalry, um, and relationship with fame and the press, and a relationship with institutions. And it is a remarkable story uh, of a remarkable young man. And lots of people say about Prince Harry, well, this is all about money. This his story is just about him trying to cash in on the fame that he had uh, as a royal. Well, you know, uh, I thank him for writing the book. Um, I, I don't think, you know, they, would he be nothing if he wasn't brought up in the royal family? Perhaps. I don't know. But he has managed to navigate the challenges of being a royal, of living in the fishbowl, of losing his mother early on, of having a father who didn't know how to show physical affection, of having a grandmother who was dictatorial and didn't know how to show physical affection, and having uh, 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 been brought up with an unforgiving press, and then uh, having his family turn on him because of the person he married and coming out of all of that as a successful human being living his own life in the United States. I don't know whether the average person would be able to do what he did. If you see him in the interviews, you see the book that he's he's written. He seems to be at this point a tremendously stable and wise, I may add, young man. He's not that young anymore. He's 38. You know, he's more or less a peer of mine. But what I find amazing about Prince Harry is how he comes across measured. He comes across very incredibly stable, not damaged as a result of this. He's done the hard work. It's clear. Prince Harry has done the hard inner work. He's gone through therapy. He's meditated. He's gone through his struggles and he's done the inner work to come out of it at peace. And there is a tremendous amount to say for that. I, I was brought up in England. I moved to the United States. I also was brought up in a very uh, strict type of institution, Orthodox Judaism. And I have um, personally managed to uh, make my own way in life. And being able to make one's own way in life uh, uh, despite other expectations which people had for one is not as easy as it would seem especially when you aren't being encouraged or supported by your family to do that. So it takes courage. And to be able to navigate that successfully, there are many people who are unable to navigate that successfully. Uh, you know, uh, one of the things which I did um, years ago, I started an organization called From and Stuck. And From and Stuck was meant for people who were brought up in the ultra-Orthodox lifestyle and they felt stuck in their community for whatever reason. Either they had a crisis of faith or they just didn't fit in or for some other reason, they just felt stuck and they didn't want to continue living within that particular community anymore. 
you know, and, and they needed the support to be able to successfully transition to another a type of community or another a type of uh, religious lifestyle or something else which would uh, allow them to live a more healthy and authentic life. And the amount of people I spoke to who were going through this uh, deeply troubling experience um, what was you know mind-boggling. In the end, I couldn't do it any longer because it be, had it was becoming a full-time job. And so I, I stopped doing it. And also, it was so emotionally taxing talking to people who felt so stuck in their lives and didn't have uh, the support or the courage to do anything about it was, was just uh, uh, heartbreaking and very emotionally taxing on me. Uh, in the end, I, I gave it up and I, I could no longer do it, uh, both from a time perspective and also from, a, it was just, it was just um, so challenging to deal with uh, um, people's true um, suffering as a result. Um, and, um, but this is so, so, so hard to be able to kind of um, uh, navigate a life like this, especially when there's so much, um, so so many people who have expectations of you and and to then um, you know upset those people's expectations and then when you do you see the result all the people who are so negatively uh, criticizing prince harry it's because he didn't live up to their expectations he didn't marry the kind of person they thought he ought to marry the aristocracy of england or whatever other kind of nonsense that they have in their mind that he needed to marry he's not playing second fiddle to his brother William. He's not falling in line with the monarchy. He's not living to their expectations and therefore they criticize him relentlessly and they say the most nasty, horrible things about him and his wife. That's what happens when you don't live up to people's expectations. They turn on you. It takes tremendous courage to be able to stare that down and live your life authentically. Don't underestimate that. And then to do it in a way which in the end you come out of it with wisdom, sharing that wisdom with others, as Prince Harry has done, is truly remarkable. It's truly remarkable. Many other people would have uh, um, not ended up the same way as he has ended up. And, and so let's not underestimate what that part of the story is. The story of a person who went through tremendous struggles on so many levels, all in the fishbowl and came out of it talking as like a man who is not only just stable, but a person who has wisdom to share with others, a person who's self-reflective. And, 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 and I take tremendous uh, inspiration from uh, Prince Harry and the book and realizing how he could, you know, he, he, is, he, he is measured, he is wise, and um, he's inspiring in this book. And so what we can learn from this book and the wisdom I take from it is the courage to overcome adversity and the courage to live an authentic life. And in the darkest moments and the darkest moments of Harry's life, and he had uh, really dark moments in his life, he, 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 he didn't give up. He's continued moving forward and he continued relying on the people who truly loved him, his wife, um, and, and, and other friends of his. And moving forward, believing that there'll be a better day 
and the ability to create a better life for himself and his family in a way which is authentic to him. And, and, and just moving one foot in front of the other each day and coming to a moment when now, despite the fact that his father cut him off financially and cut his security, when he went through tremendous danger, paparazzi running after him and hunting him down, his wife feeling suicidal because of the experience she went through. He's now probably the best-selling author of all time. He has, uh, obviously, tremendous amount of money behind him and tremendous amount of respect. He's really come out of this in a remarkable way, uh, overcome adversity, and that's the other subtext to this entire story. And uh, I, I find this story to be remarkable, highly inspirational, um, uh, it, yes, there's the gossip in it, but it's really much, much more than a, a book of gossip. It's a book of overcoming adversity. It's a book of relationships. And uh, there's so much one can learn from it for one's life. I highly recommend people read this book. And I know Prince Harry will get wealthier from it. But in the end he's of the book, he does say he's going to donate millions of dollars to charity on the proceeds of the book. And I'm sure he will. Uh, he seems to be a, a really good person uh, from the book, at least. I don't know him personally. Uh, but definitely a solid book to read. And uh, I wholeheartedly recommend it to you, my dear listener, to read it. And let me know what you take from the book. Or if you disagree, you can, uh, if you disagree with anything I've said in this episode, please feel free to comment on it or get in touch with me, uh, levi.invone.com. That's L-E-V-I. My name's Levi, but it's uh, it's spelled Levi at invone, I-N-V-O-W-N.com. This has been... Levy Brackman with the Wisdom for Business and Life podcast. If you like this content, uh, like uh, and comment uh, on uh, wherever you are uh, listening to this podcast. And until next time, all the best and have a wonderful day.